0: performance is not just for top athletes and actors it's something we engage in every day of our lives but the question is are we performing at our best how we think feel and behave all influence our results from day to day dr christie and her guests will show you the common elements behind performance and how it all ties back to our success welcome to the mental game of life with dr christie warner
1: Welcome to the show today. I'm your host, Dr. Christy Warner. I'm excited to be here. This is our second show of the pilot series. So just to tell you a little bit about me, I'm a senior consultant and I work in the productivity space to help increase effectiveness and efficiency for people and processes within organizations. I'm also an adjunct business professor and I've worked in them as a mental health counselor and a licensed sports psychologist for many years before moving into the business world. Through so those experiences, as well as my experience as a high-level athlete, I've learned a lot about human performance and behavior change. I've done some of it the right way and some of it the hard way. So now my passion really is sharing my wisdom, my knowledge, and tips with you to help you increase your performance. Just to refresh on some main concepts about this show, if we boil it right down, the show is totally about two major themes – Performance and its many different varieties in psychology, understanding how we think and feel and how this impacts our results. Sometimes people think performance just means those big events in our lives, but by definition, it includes both. It includes those big events, being on stage, big presentations, but it also includes any action or process of carrying out or accomplishing an action, task, or function. So I want to just throw us out an example right away. Um, A daily performance Thing that I, I struggle with is writing some people out there have this beautiful writing and it just happens so naturally I actually have to sit down and if I really want to write something that has good writing on it I have to sit and think about my performance so I just wanted to, to share that with you because we can think of performance and we forget all the small things that we do during the day for me good handwriting takes focus other people that's an easy one for them Um, so we are going to talk about performance on all types of levels, those small things that we struggle with to those big performances out there that we also do. So the topic today is passion and performance. And what is that link? Some of you might be wondering, hmm, are we still in the business channel? Yes, we are. But we're not talking about that kind of passion. That's more related to the bedroom. Instead, we're talking about activities that bring us joy, give us energy, motivate us, Uh, engage us, recharge us, and we're going to explore how these types of activities relate to our performance more in the boardroom. So what exactly is performance anyway? Well, by definition, I'm sure there's many out there. I just chose one. It says passion relates to the strong inclination towards a self-defining activity that people like or even love or find important. So that's like sort of the, the main definition out there. But It doesn't sound all that exciting because actually, you know what, passion is a powerful emotion. Passion is the energy that keeps us going. It keeps us filled with meaning and happiness and excitement and anticipation. Passion is truly a powerful force for us humans. It helps us to accomplish anything that we set our mind to and experience a truly fulfilling life. John Bon Jovi said, uh, nothing is as important as passion. No matter what you want to do with your life, be passionate. I'm passionate about human potential and greatness. I'm passionate about animals and taking care of the environment and recycling. I'm passionate about the natural beauty in the world. Oh, the beach. I love the beach and the ocean. For me, that's like candy to my eyes. So for some people, they love the mountains. For me, it is the beach and the ocean. I'm also passionate about traveling, trying new restaurants and cafes. I love my patio time in the sun. And I'm actually in Fort Lauderdale for the next couple days, so I'll get to indulge in some of my passions this week. Toes in the sand, new patio, new restaurant to try out, and it will be fun. The question I want to pose to you guys is, what are you passionate about? And are you allocating enough time in your week to do whatever it is you're passionate about? If the answer is, I don't know or no. Let's see if we can stimulate some change here. I want to talk about the connection between last week and this week. Uh, last week we talked about failure, and I found a great article that connects last week's uh, concept with this week. Um, and uh, it's an article written, and it's called "Failure: Failure Way to Amazing Things." And um, yeah, Katrina Walter wrote this, and it really was inspired by her her, her interview and research for her book. Thinking like Zuck. Along her journey, she also became really fascinated with understanding failure. In the article, she talks about how the feel of failure and judgment can really stop us in our tracks from fulfilling our potential. Sometimes it's our emotions that get in the way of us really achieving our goals. And she defined um, our definition of failure and our path in life is shaped by three things: passion, purpose, And attitude. So I thought this was a nice connection from failure to um, purpose. And she goes on to talk about how passion fuels everything in our life. It's our energy. She also says that our passion shapes our purpose, the purpose that we're here, the things we're supposed to do. And that when we have both of those things, when we have passion and purpose, failure almost disappears. We're unstoppable. What's really important to get clear, but what we're passionate about helps drive our purpose and also affects our attitude. So she talks about that. I really recommend it. She did a TED Talk on it as well. So you can Google that to get more details. I think it's just really important to, to, to make that connection that when we really truly are doing things that we're passionate about, we care so much less about failing or being judged or things like that. So, um, and I think that it's really time for us as people to live with a little less fear of failure and instead live with more joy and more passion. So how can we bring more passion in? Or for some people, a better question is, why would we want to bring more passion in our lives? Sometimes our mind, especially those of us that are really analytical or logical, and I fall into that bucket too, we need to understand the why. What's the business case in order to make a change? Um, We really need to see the value. So my intention today is to explore pieces of passion that helps build a case for us to engage in more of it more often by connecting it to something I know we care about, our performance. Um, And certainly we can be passionate about our jobs, but today I'm really going to focus more on things that we're passionate about outside of work, and I will address a little bit bit about passion in our careers and our jobs as well. So I'd like to start by looking at what goes on in the brain when we're engaging in an activity that brings us joy, something that we love, something that we're passionate about. Well, there's an area in the brain that really lights up when we love something or when we're engaging activities we love, and it's called the VTA. And, um, it's, and uh, it really controls our re- reward system, and it plays a really big role in our feelings for desire, our ability to focus, and our energy levels. And so how does this little piece of the brain do this? Well, actually, the VTA stimulates and per- produces a, a drug in our brain called dopamine, I'm sure many of you have heard of dopamine. It's a natural stimulate, stimulant that floods the regions of our brain and produces a, uh, a drug-like high, a natural high for us. We can sometimes feel like that way after we work out. We feel elated. Um, you can feel a little euphoric. So the brain likes that. It's really kind of our happy drug in our brain. And um, there's also a piece of the brain that uh, gets a little bit less activated called our insular cortex. And it manages manages feelings of anxiety. And when we're engaging in something we love, there's less activity during this time. So long story short, really, you feel good. So when you're engaging in something you like, you feel good. And you have less anxiety. So less stuff is bothering you. So the great thing about that is that during this time when we are really en- engrossed in what we're doing that we love, um, we can experience an intense uh, creativity or we can um, feel that feeling of flow. I don't know if you guys know what I mean by flow, but it's that feeling where you're immersed in something, time sort of stops. You're not really just dis- your mind's not really distracting you by tons of things. You're really focused, um, and it's often we get into that sort of feeling of flow or in the zone um, when we're working on something or engaging in an activity that's truly meaningful to us. So that's what's a little bit about what's going on in the brain. And then I want to also say, so if feeling good is just not good enough, um, I want to also talk about creating solutions. What happens um, when we're doing something that we're passionate about? Well, another reason to indulge in your passions is to help increase your ability to create solutions to problems in your life. Often after the brain gets a little break from logical thinking, it's able to use other parts of the brain to connect dots. You can experience flashes of insight or aha moments. And I'm sure this has happened to many of you. You're singing in the shower. You're cooking a meal. You're after a great game of golf. Bam. A solution you've been waiting for and working on for weeks just hits like magic. Where did that come from? Well, a lot of times this does happen because we've given the brain a break. Parts of the brain that are really focused on logic, we've given them a break. And so this can you know, also happen to us Um with inventors, P- things that have been invented and created, this is often why it happened. Um, it's because they, they kind of stepped away from it, if you will. You stepped off the fields. You stepped off of whatever the problem is. And what's going on here is um, really something that's going on internally. We look internally at the makeup of the brain. First of the prefrontal cortex, the frontal parts of the lobe are really responsible for a high level thinking a prioritization, making high level decisions, visioning, planning. It's really like the C-suite of the brain. Well, when you're engaging in something that you're really passionate about, that's, you know, especially if it's physical, it gives that part of the brain a break. And what happens is that it allows for energy and information to flow to other parts of the brain and for information to be circulating more easily it it actually helps to make ideas from the subconscious part of the brain meet up and connect with ideas in our conscious as well as for our front and left sides of our brain to better communicate the left is um is often represented by logic analytical thinking rationality and the right side of our brain is more about thought intuition creativity risk-taking. And I know there's been a lot of research out there that says, you know, you're either right or left brain, but it turns out that there's a lot of communication between those two sides of the brain. And in order to produce creative thoughts or novel thinking, you actually need to have them communicating. And the best way to do that is to sort of let go sometimes of what the problem is and let go work on something you love and not necessarily focus on the problem. So by engaging in activities you enjoy, whether that's Hiking, swimming, um, gardening, raking the leaves, whatever it is that you love to do, it actually will free up the brain to do the thinking and figuring out for you. So it's going to do all the hard work while you're out having fun. So the moral of the story is next time you're stuck on something, you can't figure out a solution to a problem, go golfing, take a nap, go for a run on the beach. Doctor's orders. So the other thing is, is that um, when we're trying to produce these great ideas, Great ideas really come from more or less a new combination of old elements, or it's the capacity to bring old elements together into some new combination and then see a new relationship or opportunity between them. Um, And that's um, actually what happened with the invention of the microwave. Percy Spencer um, was actually experimenting on a new vacuum tube and had a chocolate bar in his pocket, and it began to melt. And it was through that connection around the equipment he was using with the chocolate bar that he realized that these two elements could be combined in a different way, right? That we could use this piece of equipment to make our food hotter or melt chocolate. And so insights can really happen when we're not always focusing on the problem. So it's important to give our time, our mind a little time to wander and not to be super focused, So, doing activities we love can help to do that. So, I just want to say thank you for listening and joining the show today. We'll be uh, returning to explore more about the link between passion and performance, and we'll be right back in a few minutes.
0: Each week, Larry Sternberg joins Dr. Kim Turnage to explore management issues from culture to discipline in Managing to Make a Difference. Join Talent Plus for 60 minutes of dynamic conversation, including real life management examples, helping you manage teams across the globe. This series airs on Voice America, the business channel, Thursdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific. Managing to make a difference every Thursday afternoon with Larry Sternberg and Dr. Kim Turnage.
2: Tune in to the soul of enterprise, business in the knowledge economy. With co-hosts Ron Baker and Ed Class, Ron and Ed will show you how to recognize that wealth is created by intellectual capital. It's all in the possibilities that we can create and that are created for us.
0: This is the Mental Game of Life. To reach Dr. Christy Warner, send an email to the Mental Game of Life at gmail.com. Again, that's the Mental Game of Life at gmail.com. Now, back to our program.
1: Thank you for joining the show today. We're back talking about uh, the connection between passion and performance. Just to do a little recap, one of the reasons why we want to engage in things that we love, whether it's hiking, Rock climbing, looking at fish, I mean, whatever it is that brings you joy, one of the things is it makes us feel happier because we have a shot of dopamine in our brain, um, which is a feel-good drug. The other thing is that um, it actually helps us to create solutions. By not focusing on the problem, we can go away, let our brain uh, do what it does best by you know, connecting dots and synapses, and um, it, we can actually create solutions more easily once we've given the brain a break. But those are two really important reasons why it's important to engage in things you love. And as you can imagine, when you are feeling happier and you're creating solutions in your life that work, it ends up being that we're engaging in better performance on a daily basis. So another connection I want to share with you, I mean, this is probably not a huge leap as I just kind of already shared the connection between dopamine, but it actually does make us happier. Dopamine plays a huge part in our mood. So engaging in activities we love creates an opportunity for us to experience happiness more often. And of course, remember how we feel influences our actions. So when we're feeling happier, we're probably going to engage in actions that support our goals, support our performance, and end up with better results. The other thing um, that I want to share is a a quote around uh, passion. And this is from Howard um, Thurman. And he says, don't ask yourself what the world needs. Ask yourself what makes you come alive. And then go and do that. Because what the world needs is people who have come alive. I just love that. We want to come alive because we want to enjoy our life and engaging in activities that bring us joy, that make us smile, that make us laugh—whether it's sitting on a patio with friends, whether, you know, whatever it is for you—we want to do more of it. So, and I really want to connect a few more dots um, between passion and performance. And I'm going to talk about three three areas. One is recharging our system and the importance of that, and how it connects to performance. The another one is motivation, or some people call this employee engagement. And then we're gonna talk about communication with others. So we're gonna to touch on all those three areas. I'm gonna start with recharging our system. We were just talking about the brain, so why not just continue into that? But engaging activities that you love actually refuels and recharges your physical body and your brain system. So we know that more people every day and for more hours are really experiencing fight or flight mode of the day. Fight or flight is when we're in that survival mode, when our body, when we feel threatened by something. Back in our caveman days, was we were feeling threatened by a tiger or a bear, but nowadays we're feeling threatened by deadlines, by even our computers, by the number of things we need to get done, and that can really throw us into fight or flight. When our brain is in fight or flight, there's a lot of things going on. One is we don't have access to our high-level thinking, that prefrontal cortex, so we're not always making the best decisions. Um, we also have a lot of negative hormones running through our body. I'm sure a lot of people have heard about cortisol, a number of other things that are running through our body. That's not that great. Um, and 80% of the blood from your brain comes out of your brain, goes to your limbs so you can fight or fight or flee. And, um, so you're either going to fight, fight the, fight the thing or you're going to leave. And so it turns out we don't actually have a lot of thinking capacity going on during this time. So if we think, think about it, if you're in fight or flight, you know, several times a day or number, number of hours, just how much strain that can be on your brain and how much strain and how many negative hormones you have going through your body. So it's important to engage in things that we love. And I would say in this case, it's really important to engage in some physical things that you love so that you're really releasing those negative hormones that happen from us being in fight or flight. But the other thing is, we need that prefrontal cortex to also be able to take a break. The prefrontal cortex lives right kind of like the very front of your your forehead there. And again, it is responsible for your high-level thinking, prioritization, and I would love for you to think of it almost like a battery like your cell phone. If you're using it, you're using your cell phone all day long, guess what? The battery is going to go dead. Well, the same thing happens with the prefrontal cortex. And David Rock, I, I love his analogies. He talks about the prefrontal cortex as being like Goldilocks. Like it needs a lot of things um, right in order to work well. And it also takes up a lot of fuel. The prefrontal cortex takes up 25% of your daily caloric intake. So if you need 2,000 calories to live, your prefrontal cortex has taking up about 500 500 calories um, to to survive. It's a really hungry part of the brain and it needs breaks to recharge. And so what do I mean by that? Well, I think one thing is really important to recognize is that disconnecting from work and going to do something you'd like gardening, cooking conversations with friends, whatever the case is disconnecting from work allows you to recharge that part of the brain. So that's really important. Um, In order to recharge our systems, if we're just really stressing the brain out day after day, guess what? Your performance is going to go down. Your productivity is going to go down. So we have to make sure we're taking care of our bodies and our brains. Um, (laughs) And the other thing that's really important is... um, is strategically disengaging. One of the things that people don't do nowadays, I've noticed, is take lunch or take breaks throughout the day. But the thing is, is for us to be really, really focused on something, we actually need to disengage from things in order to re-engage. So I always recommend if you want to have really great performance during your day, and that, again, doesn't mean you have a big... Um, presentation that day but it just means that you're being effective with emails you're being you're on top of the things that you need to do you're thinking clearly you're going to want to take breaks throughout the day and I recommend every 90 to 120 minutes where you're really focused that you take a 10 minute break to disengage from work which doesn't mean going to check Facebook it means really disconnecting from technology so that you then you can be really focused that actually will support your brain um, and having energy and again where this is all about performance right so Do things that you like, listen to music, go for a walk, look out at the sky, look out at the beach if you have that opportunity to do that. 10 minutes of that will help to recharge that prefrontal cortex, so now you're gonna be able to make clear, effective decisions. We also know positive thinking, so is really important. When we can think more clearly, we do behave in more positive ways and we produce more positive results. Well, thinking positively also has an impact on our immune system. Negative emotions can significantly suppress our immune system even within a half an hour. And there are some great studies out there, and I can't quote one because I don't have any one of them in front of me, but there's some phenomenal research out there that will show that even within 30 minutes, we can like suppress our immune system by 25 to 50% just by having negative emotions or having a negative experience. Um, It also turns out that having passion and purpose in our lives can help protect us from Alzheimer's and other cognitive disorders later in life. And there was a study um, that Dr. David um, Bennett did for the director of memory and aging unit in the Chicago, is out in Chicago? And he published a paper in 2010 and he took about nine, um, 900 people in the older um, sector of life and it was a seven-year study. And it turns out the major finding was that people that had a purpose and had a passion in their lives, it turned out that they were 2.4 times more likely to remain free of the Alzheimer's disease than those people that did have a lower score on purpose. The other things that they noticed was that there was a major connection between less cognitive impairment um, for people that had a purpose or had passion in their lives currently in the older stages of their life. They also saw that um, people will have a slower rate of decline cognitively. They'll have better memory if they have purpose and they have passion in their life. So I think what the message that I get from that and want to share with you guys is that we want to develop best practices around and find things that we're passionate about now so that we can have those great things throughout our whole life. Again, makes a difference in our immune system, our our brain ability moving forward. So I also want to talk, um, kind of move us towards motivation. Um, how can golfing and gardening and bird watching and service work, whatever you're passionate about, enhance motivation? In short, it helps us to spark an overall zest for life, a sense of optimism, positivity, motivation in our life, which can really spill over into other arenas. I mean, think about it. Have you ever had one of those days, like a great day at work, you come home with more energy and you're excited and, and a great idea pops into your head um, or conversely, you have one of those days you wake up feeling great, The mor- your morning routine goes off without a hitch, the kids are participating, getting ready, partners doing what they need to do, pets are in a good mood, um, and somehow that spills over into our day that day. So it turns out that motivation can go from one area of our life to the other. And it turns out when we um, think through this from... A employee engagement standpoint, okay? So I'm going to take us to employee engagement, which is a type of motivation. It's around, specifically around work. So remember how we think and feel influences our behaviors and positive thinking translates into more positive experiences in the world. And they've studied employee engagement among teams. And it they've actually proven that emotions can be contagious. So they've noticed that certain teams, there's a number of people who are highly engaged. And over time, that whole team starts to move on that um. Level of engagement. So, I want to, I mean, if that happens with teams, that also could happen with us as well. Um, so, what happens in one part of our lives can have a positive effect on others. So, what I want to say here is when we are engaging in things that we enjoy, that joy is likely to spill over to other parts of our lives. Now, Does that mean you're just going to be like skipping along all the time? Absolutely not. There's going to be some parts of your job that you don't like to do, but how does it help here? Well, it helps with resilience and persistence. It helps us to not let things bother us, let things roll off our shoulders. We can overcome setbacks quicker and we can tolerate tasks we don't like more often without procrastination when in fact we are engaging in activities in our life that we love. So even though they may not be the same, it really does give us this resilience to then deal with other things that we don't like. Um, So just to go a little bit deeper about motivation, of course, motivation is a driver to action. If we are working a ton of hours without much playtime over months and months and months, it turns out our motivation for work and even life can fade, but we often call this burnout. Burnout has a lot of the same symptoms as depression. And um, burnout will not allow you to create great results at work, um, whether you're doing a report, giving a presentation or performance on stage or on the field. It can really, really impact performance because burnout has the same symptoms as depression. So I'm gonna follow that up with a little um, a few more nuggets on how we can fuel our motivation, how that impacts performance. Um, when we get back in a few minutes. So thank you for joining the show. We'll be back to finish up motivation and to take a few colors. So if you're interested in sharing what you're passionate about and um how you think it in fact it, it impacts your performance, call 1-866-472-5790. Again, if you're interested in sharing your passions with us, it's one 866 472 Five, seven, nine, zero. We'll be back in a few minutes.
0: Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Do you realize that the root of your challenges lie within you? It's time to find out more about coaching, and how it can help both you and your business. Coaching for Real with Ronald Graves will help you gain a deeper level of self-awareness to find the answers inside yourself. Our guests are business professionals just like you who agree to a coaching session on our radio program. Tune into Coaching for Real, live every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Business. If you are a small business owner or a creative freelancer in pretty much any field, you can't miss Let's Get Radical. Your hosts, Jody Paydar and Liz Gold, will help you redevelop your plans, policies, and practices to take a radical turn in order to achieve new success. They spotlight the latest in technology, attitudes, what others are doing, and what can help you. Tune in every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. And let's get radical. Does your organization lack proper leadership? We're not necessarily talking about experience, but about how to face the changing dynamic of leadership today. Sometimes the people we lead know more. Old ways don't work anymore, and the comfort zone just becomes too easy. Listen for Out of the Comfort Zone with Dr. Wanda Wallace. We'll show you how you can adapt and develop your leadership skills to today's workplace. Every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Business. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. This is the Mental Game of Life. To reach Dr. Christy Warner, send an email to the Mental Game of Life at gmail.com. Again, that's the Mental Game of Life at gmail.com. Now, back to our program.
1: Thank you so much for tuning in today. Really excited to be on the show. We're talking about passion and performance. And right before the break, I was talking about um, the importance of making sure that we're playing as well as working so that we don't ever get into this stage where we're burning out. Burning out really can impact our performance in a huge way. It has the same symptoms of depression. And so one thing I just want to know as I kind of wrap up this kind of segment here on uh, motivation is that motivation fuels our actions. That makes sense. But motivation for doing the tasks in our life also needs to be fueled. And our daily motivation is best recharged by us doing things that we love Things that we totally enjoy, we get just pure joy from doing. There's no necessarily outcome even from it. Um, so our passions really create a lot of great stuff, as I'm you're hearing, and it acts as a buffer to help us manage some of the more unpleasant things in our life. So think about motivation as if it's a jar. If it's just, if your jar is empty, and you're lacking drive. You may not be spending enough time on the right things or you're doing them ineffectively so the strategy that happens there is we end up working more to make up for the fact we're not being effective with the hours that we have we end up being more stressed this spills over into our home and then the vicious cycle continues and then we come up with this idea that we don't have any time to engage in things that we love when really actually we need to get that jar of motivation filled up so that we're really driving our productivity forward so we're using our time effectively so all of these things influence our ability to be great parents, great colleagues, and produce great results. So we want to ensure that our jar of motivation is filled. The best way to do that is to engage in activities that you like. The other thing that I want to mention is that motivation doesn't just simply give you the energy to work. It allows you to change your perception of everything that you do. So changing your perception is really important because it can actually stimulate you to engage in behaviors that you need to do in order to then create motivation. So sometimes it's really this vicious cycle. We have no time to do the things we love and then we work too much and we get into the cycle, right? We have to be able to break that. So getting um, doing things that you like can actually break the cycle. So doing some behaviors can help retrain your brain to make sure that we're getting that time in for the things that you like. So we've talked about the feelings, how you feel, how you think influences your behaviors. Well, but guess what? The concepts of neuroplasticity also say that we can engage in certain behaviors that help to rewire our thinking. So if you want more motivation in your life, sometimes start thinking about what you're passionate about and fit it into your schedule. Shift your actions and by choosing your behavior and that can affect your brain. So it all is this nice connection, And you can start even by switching your thinking or switching your actions. And I want to just touch on communication. So obviously, we have probably all been upset at some point and said something in a way that we didn't mean to, we hurt someone's feelings. But that's the thing is when we're not thinking clearly, when our brain is on overload, if we are on overload, if we're working too much, it can actually make our communication patterns and things that we're saying not to be at our best self. And so we actually want to be able to communicate with people effectively, to help us to be great performers. And so it's really important to to, to kind of combine all these things. Engage in things that you love because it's going to help you to create great solutions. Engage in things that you love because it's going to help your brain to recharge, your body to recharge, so that you are thinking clearly, so you're making decisions clearly, and guess what? Your communication with others is more clear. Less drama going on. So that's how we can also use this idea of passion and things that we're passionate about to drive performance. So think of it. If you're having trouble with communication in your life, are you taking enough downtime? Are you taking time for yourself to ensure that you really, really recharge um, and then have that great communication? So it, it can really impact so many areas of our life. So the one thing people say is, well, Christy, you know, um, I don't have enough time. And uh, I don't have enough time to do things that we, that I love. And I want to say to that, that's a mindset or belief about time, not having enough of it. I don't have enough time to play golf. I can never take a vacation every year. I'm way too busy. These are all the things that we say to ourselves. And I'll tell you, I have fallen into this trap many times. And in fact, sometimes I still do. And I quickly turn my mindset. Because I can say different things to myself. So I just want to share that. If you're saying these things to yourself, this is an opportunity for you to have a different relationship with time. Say things to yourself like, I have more time to do X. I do have time to do this project. I have time in my day to work out. Because we want to make sure time is not getting in the way of you doing things that you love. Because as it turns out, if you do things you love, it will give you time back. Because guess what? It makes you more productive. It makes you more efficient, and it keeps your brain clearer. So I understand time is an issue for all of us, but let's switch our mindset around that so we can start doing the things that we love. So with that said, we have a caller on the line who is going to share a passion with us. Brooke, are you there? Yes. Hi, Christy. Hi. Thank you for calling in. I'm wondering, what are you passionate about? <laughs> Um,
2: Well, I am really passionate about music and about singing. I actually perform with a professional women's choir based out of Denver, Colorado, and I was recently reading a book about motivation, and it kind of started getting me to think about um, the things in my life that I'm more motivated to do, which I clearly have a passion around. And I was just wondering if you have any suggestions uh, when it comes to things that maybe I don't have as much passion around and how can I increase the performance and the, the passion to do those things so that
1: I'm being as productive as I can? Oh, my goodness. Great question. So, let me ask you. So, give me an example of something you're not that passionate about. So, I have a, an example to work with.
2: Uh, I am not that passionate about exercising.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I would I would think about what's the connection, like what's the bigger goal for you? You like to exercise because of what? You want to be healthier? You want to look better? Uh, for me,
2: it would probably be just to feel better in my skin, just to feel healthier and feel more invigorated throughout the day. But I don't have the passion to
1: actually do the act of exercising. <laughs> yeah. I, you and half of America, I'm sure, or half the world, <laughs> You know, so one thing, Brooke, I would say this is um, just some some simple things. One is try out some different types of exercise. We always kind of think of when actually, you know, is it yoga? Is it this or that? But maybe it's rock climbing for you. Try something different that's still active. Um, make sure that you're doing it something with a buddy, even going for a walk. It can create, start to create those actions in your life, those behaviors that can retrain the brain. Now, are you always, are you going to love and be passionate about exercise Maybe not, but how do you get more motivation, which is what I'm hearing you say. I want to be more motivated to get there. The other thing that I think is really, really important is don't push it. A lot of times what happens are these things become our like shoulds or we need to do's or have to do's and they become like more of a to-do list than an activity that brings us joy. So I would A, find something that, start playing around with some different types of activities as one suggestion. And the other one would be Do it when you feel like it, when you first start, and then build from there. Great. I love that. Do you have any others that you kind of thought of as I was rambling on there? Uh, As far as things that maybe I
2: could do that would make me be more passionate about exercising? Yeah. Um, Well, I definitely love being out in nature, and I love walking, so maybe... Uh, Just off the top of my head, maybe finding a group that does like a a weekly group walk so that I'm really passionate also about connecting with other people and having social interactions. So maybe combining the the social aspect with the actual act of walking could potentially make me more passionate, more uh, motivated to do that exercise.
1: I love that idea. Thank you for sharing that. And while I have you on the line, you mentioned something about music. You're really passionate about music. And when you engage in music, whether you're singing or listening to music, how do you think it relates to your performance in other areas of your life? Oh, that's a good question.
2: Um, Well, for me, it makes me feel when I perform music or when I'm involved in a music group, it makes me feel like I'm accomplishing something because I know that I am uh, creating something beautiful in the music that I perform. And so having that be a sense of accomplishment motivates me to do other things in my life and keeps me keeps me moving, keeps me um, in a state of positivity and I guess just overall motivation because I want to get
1: to that next time that I'm creating music. Right. So you can really feel it spill over into other areas of your life. It's great. It feels great when you're producing music and you're in the moment and then it sounds like it just elevates your motivation across the board.
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely.
1: Great. Well, Brooke, I really appreciate your time and, and calling in with your question as well as exploring motivation with me. Great. Thank you so much, Christy. Thank you. That was great. of uh, Brooke, I love having callers call in, so it was wonderful. She had a really great question and, and honestly, some really great suggestions that she came up with. And that's what's awesome is when mean, we stop and pause to think about how can we connect things? How can we really become more motivated by connecting things that we love? She was really loves social interaction. So let's connect that with exercise. Again, those synapses, those connections, those pathways are really important to keeping us motivated. So one thing that I wanted to take a, just a minute to talk about, because we've been talking about how does you know, doing things out in our life influence us? in terms of our overall motivation or our performance in our life. But there are people out there that are lucky enough to be living their passion in their job. And um, those people are pretty lucky. When you can combine your passion and your purpose, I mean, wow, that's amazing. But I want to take just a second to just look on the dark side of passion for just one second. Um, and it's called obsession and sometimes disguised as workaholism. And a great example of this to me is like when I see on TV and you got those like like the detective with that picture, the pictures of a uh, wall of pictures and he's like working endless hours on a cold case that the whole department has, has forgotten about, but he's still working on it, we're talking about obsession. and this can happen to us um, to the best of us um, nowadays, especially um, there are people out there that are working for some amazing causes like people who are trying to end poverty, heal the planet, save the elephants. Their passion, their purpose are so combined. And sometimes that can lead us to be to overwork, and overwork can actually lower our performance. So if you're lucky enough to have your passion and purpose in one, the one thing I'm just going to ask you to just think about is making sure that you have a passion outside of work, so that you have other things to get to, other than keep working. Because some of those things will never, will never get to the end. Even though we want to end poverty, like when is that going to be? When is it ever going to be enough? So just ensure that you're really. Um, Making sure that you have other things that you love, whether it's pets, going for hikes, something that's outside of work. Very important, again, for recharging. Even if you love work, we still want to have these other activities that help us to recharge, reconnect, um, for our brain as well as for our body. So with that said, we are going to be back in a few minutes. It's been um, great uh, show so far and um, I'm so excited to have people join in and call in really appreciate that so we'll be back in a few minutes to wrap up
0: become our friend on Facebook post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. effective leadership is what will propel the world organizations and businesses through a range of dynamic changes How do you keep up with these changes, build skills, and lead effectively? Listen for Innovative Leaders Driving Thriving Organizations with Maureen Metcalf. Maureen offers tools and engaging guests who are leaders in their field. With each week, you'll work on and improve your skills to lead with confidence and drive your organization's success. Tune in every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Business.
3: Time on the Voice America Business Channel.
0: If you want to hone the right skills to become a CEO or stay there as a competitive strategic leader, check out CEO Academy with Pam Lassiter. You'll learn the tips to success and hear from the experts who are at the top of their games. You'll make your company stand out from the competition and build your own reputation in the process. Top executives are made, not born. So take charge of your future growth. Listen for CEO Academy with Pam Lassiter. Wednesdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 Pacific on Voice America Business. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. This is The Mental Game of Life. To reach Dr. Christy Warner, send an email to Life at gmail.com. Again, that's Life at gmail.com. Now, back to our program.
1: Thanks for joining the show today. Really excited to be talking about passion and performance, something I'm passionate about. And uh, it looks like we have another caller, which is awesome. Is this Taria? Hello, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Thank you for calling in. Good, good, good. good. So what are you passionate about? Um, So as of late, I have gotten passionate
3: about trying to um, establish my future, kind of like my financial foundation. I feel like when I was younger, I didn't really do that. So I'm really kind of passionate about that now. And so um, it really kind of directs my activity. Um, so staying focused on that and being passionate about it, thinking about what the outcome will be. Like I get very passionate about that. I know it's weird.
1: (laughs) No, it's not weird. I mean, I think those are great things to be passionate about, like financial foundation. I love how you said that. like really getting your finances in order. And like, what do you do to like, what activities are you doing to, to get that all lined up? Um, well, I do
3: have goals for, like, paying off credit cards. Um, I do work all the time, and uh, what I do like to spend money on is travel, so I had to really be very uh, disciplined about not spending as much on travel so I can meet my financial goals, Um, just seeing things go. And I kind of make, like, a year marker. So I know I want to do certain things this year, and the year goes by, I see what I accomplished, what I didn't. So I'm kind of, like, trying to do it, like, year by year. So I do it day by day, I might get depressed. Just kidding. But I try to monitor, like, year by year with my goals. But I know I'm kind of weird because I get excited, like, looking at, like, credit reports and things like that to find out, like, what's looking good what's looking bad and what could be worked on. But, I mean, that's just something I, it's, I'm very passionate about it right now.
1: Well, that's great. I mean, it sounds like you're really passionate about learning about finances and how to manage it. And how I do you am. think that, yeah, and how do you think that passion for that piece of your life may influence other pieces of your life? Hmm.
3: Well, it does influence other areas for sure because if you have to be focused on one goal, then certain things in other areas may have to be like modified or um, you have to decrease your emphasis in some areas. They focus on whatever your primary goal is. well um, so there are some things that, like I said, some shopping I can't do, some traveling I can't do. Um, and so it impacts some things that I really, really like to do but I have to stay focused on the goal. So that's I have to stay focused on the passion, um, on what I need to do right now to have better outcomes in the
1: next couple years. Got it. Well, yeah, sometimes we do have to sacrifice some things for others. And it's so uh, serendipitous that you're here talking about goals because as we wrap up, that's what we're going to be moving into for next week. So tune in next week. We're going to be talking all about goal setting. Absolutely. Thanks for calling. Will do. Great. Thanks for calling. Well, that was great to have uh, a passion around financial foundation. I'm sure we could all use a little passion around there or at least some activity around that. So I want to kind of wrap this show up and talking about what does passion do in a nutshell. We've talked a lot about different things. Passion gives you a reason to keep learning and to work towards mastery in something. It gives you something in common with other people. So it fosters social bonds. It often has a a satisfying physical aspect, especially when your passion is rock climbing or fishing or hiking. It gives meaningful structure to your time. And that really links back to what I was saying about people who have a great passion at their work, find something else to help you structure your time, making sure you're not overworking, which then can decrease your performance. It makes the world a richer place for us to have a passion. It also helps as um, if we are going through a rough time, helps as a refuge or distraction through a rough time. So having a passion is really important. And as we move into um, our recipe for success, I wanted to end us with a quote here. If there is no passion in your life, then have you really lived. Find your passion, whatever it may be. Become it. Let it become you. And you will find great things happen for you, to you, and because of you. T. Allen Armstrong. And I wanted to Talk about some simple steps that you can do in your life to create passion or the space for it. The first one is find out what you're passionate about. Some people, that's so natural. You know exactly what you're passionate about. Other people, they're still figuring it out. So the only way to figure it out is to try new things. Get out there and try new things, Um, whether it's out in the world or you, some things you can even do at home. But identify your real passions, not the passions that you wish you had, Right? Sometimes I am passion- I wish I was passionate about X, but I'm really not. You know, I wish I loved this, but I don't. So let those ones go, okay? Be okay with acknowledging that um, you may not share a passion with someone that's close to you. In the name, so number two, in the name of good health and productivity, pursue things you enjoy and bring you passionate, smile, happiness, feelings each week. Whatever activity that may be, set aside a certain hour's To completely indulge yourself in it. Time, um, it's really a great time to refresh, to flood the brain with dopamine, and to recharge the body and the brain so that you can be your best the next day or the next week in whatever performance, whether it's parenting or your job, whatever the case may be. Three, don't force it. And don't make it another to-do on your list. That just creates more stress stress in our lives. So maybe you love yoga, but you're not feeling it this week. Let's face it, motivation, even for the things we love, ebbs and flows, and I certainly know that as an athlete. So when we're faced with a lack of motivation for the thing you love, ask the why question. Sometimes we'll say, I will go to the gym today. I will work on my book today. I will do this. But that's not always effective in terms of creating motivation. Um, Instead of, I will read tonight, ask yourself the question. Give yourself the choice. Will I read tonight? Asking a question actually gives you the opportunity to reflect on the activity and what it means to you. Creating that meaning helps build motivation for doing it into now or into the future. Give yourself options so that these passionate things do not become on your to-do list. Will I read? Will I do this? Um, number four, commit to yourself. You deserve it. For all the reasons mentioned today, you deserve time to give back to yourself, to enjoy painting or looking at museums whatever it is you love try strategically disengaging to create space in your day for little pleasure, pleasures and breaks try to disconnect from work during the weekend to really enjoy that your kids your pets cooking whatever it is you love you'll find you'll have more motivation more energy all leads into greater performance change your thinking around time making sure that you do do say that do the things that you love And change your thinking around it. I do have time to do yoga today. I do have time to go hiking. Um, Shift your thinking around that can actually help it become a reality. So those are some quick tips I just want to uh, talk about next week. Um, Today we explored passion. Once we know what we want, the next question is, how are we going to go about achieving it? This often takes some planning and inspired action. And I bet many of you set some 2014 personal goals on or near January 1st of this year. How are you doing with those? Still plugging away or have you fallen right off the wagon completely? Setting smart and realistic goals is so important. Next week, we'll be talking about how to effectively set goals to achieve great results at both work and in our life. CEO of Best Year Yet, Lori Oswald, will be our guest. She'll be sharing insights on how how you can help to achieve, well, you guessed it, your best year yet so thank you for joining this show this week i look forward to connecting with you next week and i'm wishing you a passionate filled week remember you can connect with me on email at the mental game of life at gmail.com until then i would love for you to consider what small change can you make to increase your mental game thanks so much
0: Thank you for tuning into The Mental Game of Life with Dr. Christy Warner. Please be sure to join us again next Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Let's talk next week.